0: Welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. I'm Pastor Paul, and uh, this is a continuation of just a a great, great series we're in right now, and and that the series is called uh, the uh, the value of the local church, and. Boy, we've covered a lot of ground here. I don't want to go back and, and go over all those things. If, if you're just tuning in for the first time tonight, I encourage you to go back and listen to the series. You'll really begin to understand what the purpose of the church is, you know, why we need the church, you know, the fact that Jesus says he's going to build his church on a rock, which is you know, the incredible revelation that Peter received that Jesus was you know, uh, the Son of God. And that really how that, that that experience led into the kingdom of God or the supernatural part of the kingdom, which is really what I believe the church is all about. But I want to get right into this tonight because we're going to talk about something. And I, I you know, quite frankly, I might step on a few toes, but I just ask that you, you know, forgive me along the way. You know, I'm not going to share anything but truth. I'm not going to share anything but what the word of God says uh, but it's not the most popular thing in the world that we're going to talk about tonight. But, you know, we do need to talk about it. We do need to, to understand the purpose of the, the people that God has put in place uh, in the church as leadership and, and really how we should view them and, and what we should do uh, with them as well. So let's open up with 1 Chronicles 16.22. It says... Do not touch my chosen people. Now, number one, you are God's chosen person. So I'm not just talking about a pastor or a prophet right now, but I'm also going to talk about what it also says, and do not hurt my prophets. Do not hurt those who I have established in the church, okay? So number one, don't, don't, don't you dare touch my chosen people, but also do not hurt those who I have placed in leadership in the church. And you know, I really see my role as a pastor to be a a protector of the local assembly of of the church that I you know I'm the executive pastor of under the leadership of Pastor Barb. And I just want you to know that we take that job extremely seriously. You know, we don't want to see people hurt. We don't want to see people confused. We don't want to see people, you know, involved in situations that are not of God. We want to make sure that everybody that comes to this church understands that our job is to protect those sheep, those people that God has entrusted to us. And we would do that to give our very own lives. I have had my personal life on the line for this church. And, you know, I would do it again and again and again. And I don't mean my life as in I'm going to die, but I'm talking about my personal life at risk for the protection or standing up for the people of God in this church. And I would do it again and again and again. I saw a bishop do it. I've seen Pastor Barb do it. I've seen Pastor Matt and Ginger do it. I have seen elders do it. I have seen even leaders who are in this church be willing to say, you know what, I'm going to stand up for what's right here. I'm not going to stand up for what's popular. I'm not going to stand up for, you know, because so-and-so is the number one giver in the church and therefore this and that and the other. Forget all that stuff. You know what? We're here to make sure that the body of Christ is protected. And so if you're choosing to make Faith Builders Church your home, which I I pray and hope that you do, uh, I want you to know that you've got pastors here, elders here, leadership here that is committed to your well-being and to your safety. But I also want to just talk for a moment about, you know, not hurting the, the prophets, not hurting, you know, the pastor, the evangelist, the pa- you know, the teacher, you know, the prophet. All of those, those gifts that God has given that we talked about last week, you know, we got to be careful that we don't hurt them. They are called by God. They are not perfect. They have a need for Christ just like you do. You know, they have accepted a gift that God has given to them. And I promise you, that gift is something they need to grow into. And they're going to need grace. And they're going to need mercy. And they're going to need forgiveness. And they're going to need patience. And they're going to need love. And they're going to need, you know, all the things that you have to offer to them. This isn't a one-way street where, hey, well, we got a, a pastor here. And, you know, that, that, it's all downward. No, it's, it's a community here. There's not one greater than the other. There's no ladder in the kingdom of God. That's a bunch of nonsense. We're all equal in God's eyes. But God has certainly gifted certain people with certain responsibilities, and we should honor that rather than hurting that. And, you know, I I guess as a pastor, I've learned to grow some fairly thick skin. But, you know, I also see other people growing up into their gifts And my concern becomes, as a pastor, oh my goodness, they're going to, you know, someone's going to hurt them, someone's going to do something to them that, you know, is not going to be the will of God, and how are they going to handle that, and so on and so forth. So, you know, I want to nurture that, because that's really the equipping that we as pastors have been given to do, and, you know, the more we can do that, the better we are, but you know, sometimes even as you're growing, and I may be talking to some of you out there right now who are growing into ministry, growing into the gifts that God has for you, you've got to understand that not everybody's as nice as you are, and praise the Lord, it's okay. But I do want to give a, a stern request that, you know what, if you can help yourself, don't hurt those that God has called into the ministry. I want to read from 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 to 20. It says, Elders who do their work well should be respected. Hallelujah. And it's talking about the fivefold ministry. And paid well. Especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. And in another place, those who work deserve their pay. Don't listen to an accusation against an elder unless it is confirmed by two or three witnesses. Those who sin should be reprimanded in front of the whole church. This will serve as a strong warning to others. I tell you, um, I've only had to do the the strong warning uh, a couple of times and it's after I've done it personally with that person, with the witnesses, uh, and you know, they requested that they not come back for the sake of protecting the, the congregation here, but then I have gone up in front of the church, and as has Bishop and, and others, and Pastor Barb as well, gone actually in front of the congregation to say, Hey, I want to make you aware that this occurred, and I want you to make you aware that if it occurred to you that way, that, and we don't know about it, to please let us know, and that we have handled the situation, and that person or people are no longer here. And that sounds tough, but the Word of God calls us to do these things. And this is where, you know, some of the difficulties of ministry It's not just coming up here and standing behind a pulpit and preaching. It's not just worship. It's not just, you know, all the powerful services we have here at the altar and all of that. And all of that is wonderful. But you know what? We wouldn't have any of that if we didn't do our jobs, if we didn't do what God has called us to do. And so if you have, you know, an accusation against an elder or, you know, someone in that fivefold ministry, I would just really encourage you to, you know, get that under the blood. You know, you can talk to me, you can talk to a pastor, you can talk to an elder, you know, you can talk to someone in leadership, but make sure that you're, you're not, you're coming with questions or concerns that can be validated and, and resolved, not just going out and just, you know, you know. <laughs> going out and just, I guess, talking about the pastor, talking about the elder in front of other people to make them look bad. You know, we don't want to do that. We don't want to hurt the gifts that God has, has placed in his local church. It also says that we are supposed to um, uh, pay them well. It says, praise the Lord. Uh, I want you to know I don't receive any kind of uh, funding from the church whatsoever. I am a a tither here at this church, and I have been uh, for more of my life than I haven't been. But I, I do want you to know that you know if you see a pastor or you see someone in the fivefold ministry and they drive a nice car and they live in a you know nice home and maybe you don't, hallelujah! It's because the Bible says that they can. You know, one of the things I, I haven't quite understood is how in the world you know people can make as much money as they 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 want and they can do it in ruthless ways and all of that, and somehow that's acceptable. But you know, a pastor who works hard and you know does the work of the Lord, you know, we got to put him on a meager you know income, and you know the pastor can't have more than I've got, and you know all that kind of nonsense. But really, the Word of God says that we should pay our pastor well. I want you to know that we do pay our pastor well. I'm proud to say that. I'm proud to stand here right now and and talk to you and let you know that your pastor is taken care of uh, financially and 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 is blessed and that, you know, that has been uh, organized by our our pastor and our elder team. And I tell you, there's nothing that brings me greater joy than to see Pastor Barb have all of her needs met. Because, listen, if she's out there just begging for bread all the time and she's worried about all of her finances and how she's going to get from week to week or month to month, you know, how is she going to really hear the voice of God effectively, not only for herself, but for this entire congregation? So I hope you can kind of bury that hatchet if you've got one. Uh, where you just don't think that uh, you know the, the ministry uh, folks should 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 make good money. Um, I believe they should, and I believe that if they're taken care of, praise the Lord. I, you know, all of us are taken care of as well. First uh, Timothy four thirteen through sixteen says, "Until I get there," and, and he's talking to Timothy here. This is Paul, and and you got to hear this because he's talking to a pastor. He's talking to a a Pastor Paul or a Pastor Barb. He's he's an apostle. It's Bishop, you know, calling me on the phone or calling Pastor Barb on the phone. And it says, until I get there, focus on reading the Scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers, and teaching them. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received uh, through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone who sees, so everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and what you are teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and salvation of those who hear you. You know, that is the commission of a pastor right there. That is Apostle Paul coming in and saying, Hey, listen, you know, Timothy, you got to understand some things here. We got to have structure in the church. You got to know what your role and what your responsibility is in the church. And you can't just get, you know, neglect what God has called you to do because of the difficulties or because of the lack of understanding that you might have or so on and so forth. Listen, Timothy, you are uh, 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 accountable to me, Apostle Paul, so that you can grow. I'm here for you. I'm going to be at your church. I'm going to make sure that you have what you need to grow in the way you need to grow. And really, that's the key to the success of a strong ministry is to have the legacy of generations of apostles and pastors and teachers and all that. Older uh, folks, not old, praise the Lord. I love you, Bishop. I love you, Pastor Gloria. But they've been through the fire. They also have a specialty gift called an apostle, which is very different than a pastor. And so what they are going to contribute to the pastor is really the structure in which the church should function, how to handle certain situations But above everything else, we need to understand we as pastors, and I'm just being vulnerable with you right now, need to be encouraging the believers. We need to be teaching them. We need to be reading the scriptures to the church. We need to give our complete attention to the people who want to participate in our church. The people that don't want to participate, the people that want to go out and do their own thing, praise the Lord, go out and do your own thing. But you know what? If you want to participate here, I'm going to put my complete attention on you. You could could approach me about any subject and I, I would stop in that moment. I would listen to what you're dealing with. And you know what? I may not give you the answer you're looking for, but I'm going to give you the word of God. I'm going to pray the word of God over your life. Because sometimes we are the catalyst of our own problems. Sometimes we need to be, you know, encouraged, but sometimes we need to be corrected and we need to be brought back to center to say, you know what, uh, you're right, Pastor Paul, I, I really do owe it to myself, owe it to my family, owe it to my business, whatever it is, o- owe it to my church to make sure that I get my heart right with, 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 with the situation. I got to have faith to believe that I can, I can overcome the situation. I have to have faith to believe that, you know what? I'm going to be tested, and you know what? My test is going to turn into a testimony. I just want to thank everybody who's watching right now for allowing us as your pastors to be your pastor, giving us the the, the right to, to speak into your life. It's not that I'm better than you or the pastor's better than you or any of that nonsense. It's about the gift that God has given to us it's about you who, who has been entrusted to us. It's about us who have the willingness and the focus to stay focused on the needs of those who want to participate here. I want you to know that your pastors love you. They, they care about you. They know you. Many of you have been in this church for, for decades. And I just, you, you, you've you seen it. You've seen people come in this church and get delivered You've seen people come into this church, thousands of people get saved. You've seen people come into this church, and you've seen the fruit of the ministry of this church. You've seen people at these altars get delivered, get healed. You've seen all of these things. And I'm just here to tell you that if I don't respond as a pastor, that none of these things get to happen. We as your pastors have to do the job, do the work that God has called us to, and make sure that our focus stays on that. Not on the problems, not on the circumstances surrounding the church, not around, you know, on on politics, not on all the things. Listen, let all let the world handle those things. Praise God, you belong to an incredible church. Praise God, you can come in here and you can get, you know, set free by the power of God. I don't even have to lay hands on you. I can be preaching the gospel of the good news, which is what it's telling me to do here. And all of a sudden you get healed right where you sit. I want to encourage as many as you can to get here to the church. I know we've got COVID going on. I know that those things are happening out there. But we're going to do things safely here. We're going to make sure you're safe. God's going to make sure you're safe. But what you need to recognize is you need that intimate contact with the body of Christ. So you don't get lonely, so you don't get depressed, so you don't get anxious, so you don't you know, experience insomnia, so you don't feel overwhelmed. You've got the power of the church here. You have your pastor who's here and prepared and ready to go and ready to minister to you. And you know what? Even the pastor that's here, you know, we're depending on the grace of God because we can't do anything in and of ourselves. But through Christ who strengthens us, we can do everything. We want to be that kind of church, and we want to lead you so that you can be in a position where you can do all things for Christ to strengthen you as well. Just because the Bible says that doesn't mean that's where you're at yet, and it's okay. But that's the job of this church. That's a job. We're going to continue to read those scriptures. We're going to continue to lead you to a deeper walk in who you are in Jesus Christ. I want to read a scripture found in Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. It says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, now <laughs> I just we're talking about heaven, but well, we're talking about structure. There's a great high priest, Jesus, who rules over God's house. Hallelujah. Let us not go right into the presence, it says, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with the blood of Christ to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. It says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another in acts of love and of good works. But here's what I want you to hear and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now. That the day of his return is drawing near. So let's not neglect coming together as the body of Christ. It is imperative that we understand that the local church is the place we can come together, and us of of like faith, and we can come together. And when we do, we aren't neglecting the will of God for our lives. You see, the local church is, is God's plan. The circumstances outside the church can't negate that. Just because I can tune in to so-and-so online on Sunday mornings, or even this church on Sunday mornings, does that person know who you are? Do I, a pastor of Faith Builders Church, know who you are? I want to know you. Pastor Barb wants to know you. The pastors, the elders, they want to know you. And the only way that's going to happen is if we break down the barriers of these walls and we bring the community in. And you are part of that community. And I want to personally invite you to come to Faith Builders Church. It's great that you can be online, but again, it's not the same. There's something about human contact. This has been shown uh, through science. But listen, do we really need science to know that we need to have human contact? I think we've learned that lesson going through COVID. I think we'll learn how to better handle COVID in the future and how to handle situations like this better in the future because I read a a study that was written by JAMA just uh, a few weeks ago that that alcoholism is up 15% since April. Father, right now, anybody who's dealing with loneliness, anyone who's dealing with, with uh, uh, depression, uh, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, I just pray right now, Father God, even, even as I pray, I pray that you heal, heal that disease. I give you all the praise. I give you all the honor. I give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Well, it's time to close this service. I want to invite all of you to Faith Builders Church. I think I've said it at least a dozen times. We need you here. We need you here. You need us here. And we need to pull ourselves together. It's time for the church to come back together. It's time for that type of contact to happen again. And I want to encourage you to do that. I also want to make sure that you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I want to say a prayer together with you right now to make sure you are right with Christ, right where you are. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I pray that you cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. If you receive Christ, I just want you to put uh, a message there in the feed below. Just let us know. We'll get some information to you. I also want to invite you to church like I have been this entire service. We have church services both at 9 a.m. and 10.30. I hope to see you all there.